You're listening to Comedy Central. April 12, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Our guest tonight, here to talk about getting girls into software coding, supermodel and founder of Code with Classy. Connie Klaas is here, everybody! But first, but first, baseball season is in full swing, and I mean, like, full swing. Two big fights breaking out on the baseball diamond, the bitter rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox, boiling over last night, hit by a pitch from New York's Tyler Austin, and to the mound he goes. Both teams stormed the field, and earlier in Colorado, Rocky star Nolan Arenado charged in the pitcher after a fastball, wild melee. Even the, the bullpen pitchers made it out onto the field. Now what the hell? going on here? It's like they all decided, you know what the sport is missing? Concussions. That's what's missing. Yeah. I gotta say, though, it was a, a really nice try, but you can't make baseball interesting. Just stop. Just stop. I see what you guys are doing. I see what you're doing. You know, my favorite part of a baseball fight is that both teams run from the bullpen at the same place to go meet each other at the fight. <laughs> like, why not just fight where you are? They're like, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. I bet most of the guys didn't even want to be involved in the fight, you know, but baseball brawls, like baseball brawls are like the, the baby showers of sports. It's like, ah, oh, did you hear? Luis is having a fight. Yeah, I don't even like him. Do I have to go? It's like, yeah, you know how hard he's been trying to fight lately? You gotta go. Yeah, I guess if you go, I'll go, I'll go. But I'm two punches and I'm out. Just two punches. I'm leaving. But now let's switch from bros to bras. A teen says school officials humiliated her because of what she didn't wear to school. 17-year-old Lizzie Martinez wore this oversized shirt to school but wasn't wearing a bra because, she said, she had a bad sunburn. She says the dean ended up calling her to the main office after her wardrobe apparently became a distraction to her classmates. She asked me to stand up and move around for her. She then proceeded to tell me that it wasn't a fix. So we went to the clinic and she gave me band-aids in there and told me to X out my nipples. Martinez says she plans to protest by not wearing a bra the rest of the school year. Are you serious? Some teenage boys get distracted by a girl's breasts, and so the school forces her to put band-aids on her nipples? Like, they should be bandaging down those dudes' dicks. That's what they should be doing. <laughs> Just strap them down. No, like, here's the thing, here's the thing. You can try to come up with a dress code that'll stop high school boys from being distracted by sex, but it ain't gonna happen, <laughs> right? Teenage boys can look at the gap between the couch cushions and be like, God damn. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I got distracted by this hot-ass sofa. <laughs> Stop punishing the women. Oh, and speaking, speaking of cover-ups, this guy? This guy According to this just-released report in The New Yorker, media company AMI, which owns the National Enquirer, paid a doorman, 
Dino Satradine, who worked at Trump Tower, $30,000 to sign a non-disclosure agreement after he offered the company a salacious story about the then-candidate Trump during the 2016 election. The story being that he knew that Donald Trump mm. had fathered a child with a former employee. Oh, snap! Jerry, 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 Jerry! Trump might have a secret kid? I bet everyone who doesn't know their father right now is panicking. <laughs> yeah, they're phoning their moms like, tell me it wasn't him, mom, tell me it wasn't him. Tell me it wasn't crackhead. Tell me I have crackhead blood, mama. <laughs> Every week, we seem to find out that someone else got money to keep quiet about one of Trump's affairs. You, like, at this point, it's almost like his dong has its own economy, you know? Yeah, like a GDP, a gross domestic penis. That's what it feels like right now. I mean, think about it. Everyone's getting paid. Doormen, porn stars, lawyers. At this point, I'm worried that if Trump stops cheating on Melania, the stock market will crash. It's just gonna be another recession. <laughs> and now, everyone, everyone in this story is talking about whether these payoffs constitute illegal campaign contributions, right? That's why it's big news. But for me, there's a bigger story here. You realize if you were born in the 1980s, you might be Donald Trump's child. Yeah. <laughs> you could be in line to inherit billions of dollars in debt. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, I was a child born in the 1980s. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Papa Donald. <laughs> I always felt, I always felt like there was something, something connecting the two of us. So similar, folks. Everyone said it. I can see it now. I'll show you my birth certificate. <laughs> but let's move on. <laughs> let's move on from the big news of the week to how we all get the big news of the week, Facebook. In the wake of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, Congress had questions about how Facebook gathers and shares user data and whether government regulation might be needed to keep them in check. So they called in Facebook CEO and less charismatic rain man Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> for two days of hearings involving 44 senators, 55 representatives, and a dazzling array of facial expressions. Look at all those different facial expressions. <laughs> Look at that. So human. And these long hearings can be grueling, which is maybe why Zuckerberg brought an extra cushion with him to sit through. Look at that. That's so cute. Oh, man. You got to protect your Silicon Valley, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, now, and now, some of the Congress people seem to have done their homework, but even when they did, they still didn't seem to know how to ask the right questions. What was Face Mash and is it still up and running? You put up pictures of two women and decide which one was the better, more attractive of the two, is that right? I'm uh, communicating with my friends on Facebook and indicate that uh, I love a certain kind of chocolate. Let's say I'm emailing about Black Panther uh, within WhatsApp. Do I get a WhatsApp, do I get a Black Panther uh, banner ad? Okay. First of all, you don't email in WhatsApp. <laughs> That's like saying, I'll DM you from my fax machine. <laughs> Second of all, who's emailing about Black Panther? Like, what are you writing about? <laughs> to whom it may concern. Is this your king? Is this your king? Kind regards, Killmonger. Now, to be fair, to be fair, some lawmakers didn't know what questions to ask. And that's when Zuckerberg suddenly became the person who didn't know how Facebook works. There have been reports that Facebook can track a user's internet browsing activity even after that user has logged off of the Facebook platform. Can you confirm whether or not this is true? Um, Senator, 
I, I want to make sure I get this accurate, so it would probably be better to have my team follow up. So you afterwards. don't know? If they uh, choose to delete their account, how long do you keep their data? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I do not have that information with me. Senator, I don't know. Congresswoman, I don't remember if we had a financial penalty. You're the CEO of the company. I'm not, I'm not sure the answer to that question. Is it just me or does Mark Zuckerberg sound like he was coached by Siri? So like, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> but here are five Chinese restaurants nearby. That's not what I was searching for. Like, I'm not saying he should have the answer to every question, but I think it's a little strange that the guy who bragged for years about being a genius suddenly doesn't know where the like button is, you know? It's like Zuckerberg's trying to pull a reverse Kaiser Soze. He started out smart, and then now he's in trouble, and he's trying to limp at the end. It's like, dude, we saw you. We know you're smart. <laughs> and, and while there are many things Mark Zuckerberg didn't know, there was one thing he was sure about. He was very, very sorry. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility, and that was a big mistake. It was my mistake, and I'm sorry. It sounds like we made a mistake there. I apologize for that. In retrospect, it was a mistake. We have made a lot of mistakes in running the company. It was my mistake, and I'm sorry. I'm a human, and I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I just realized something. This is the first time in a year we've seen a man apologizing for something, and it wasn't sexual harassment. Yeah, <laughs> progress. This is progress, people. Look at you, Zuck. And, and now, if you started this week thinking that Washington was going to punish Facebook for how they treated our data, then I'm sorry. Because by the looks of it, even Congress doesn't believe that they can take on Facebook. Now, here, here's what's gonna happen. There are gonna be a whole bunch of bills introduced to regulate Facebook. It's up to you whether they pass or not. You can go back home uh, spend $10 million on lobbyists and fight us. Or you can go back home and uh, help us solve this problem. What? <laughs> so all it takes to beat Congress is $10 million? That's nothing. Mark Zuckerberg spends that on his laughing lessons. It's like, moo? No, it's ha-ha. Try again, Mark. Woof? No, it's ha-ha. What, what Senator Kennedy, Kennedy said there is both depressing and refreshingly honest at the same time. Like, he knows that lobbyists rule Washington, and Facebook can afford a shit ton of lobbyists. So all lawmakers can really do is just chastise Facebook publicly and then ask them nicely to go and think about what they've done. That's all they can do. Basically, Congress has to deal with big corporations the way rich white people punish their kids. There's gotta be like, young man, there's gonna be consequences for this. Now, you go to one of your bedrooms and figure out what the consequences should be. And give me your iPhone. Here's the newer one. Go away. <laughs> so after 10 hours of questioning, all Congress got was non-answers and robo-sorries. And while those apologies might have seemed worthless, the stock market disagreed. Uh, because once it became clear that Congress wasn't planning to do anything to regulate Facebook, the company's stock went up so much that Zuckerberg's net worth rose by $3 billion in just the first day of testimony. Yeah, $3 billion. That works out to about $10 million a minute just for testifying in Congress. So I guess what I'm saying is, Congress, if you need me to testify for some <laughs> shit, I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. We'll be right back. is a supermodel, an entrepreneur, and founder of Code With Classy. Please welcome Carly Class. 
welcome to the show. Whew, the hot seat. Yeah. Well, it's not in the hot seat, it's just the seats. Yeah. And now it's hot. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, your journey is one that is genuinely fascinating to me because of where you've ended up in your career, but also how you got started. You have one of those fairy tale stories of being discovered as a model. Is it true? In a mall. In a mall. You in were just, a mall. You were just walking through a mall. I was 13 years old and I was with one of my good friends and I was walking through a mall and was discovered. Right. And it, it started my modeling career. Like, uh, how does that happen? Does... It, it's like not a typical, uh, typical day at the mall, but I was stopped and I was asked if I would be interested in walking in a runway show. Right. And I said, I don't even know what that means, but sure. And but like, how does the person do it without being creeped? Like, how do you know it's not like a Roy Moore type person <laughs> who's just in a mall asking 13 year olds if they want a model? Like, like do you, do it could person... have been that. I mean, thank goodness it wasn't that. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I feel like I have had a bit of a Cinderella story. Right, I feel right. really, really lucky um, that it wasn't that. Right. And that it, it was the beginning of a career and I, I grew up in the Midwest, and I had no idea that someday I would be a model. And it happened really fast. Right, and you, you've been on this journey that's been really fascinating, mm -hmm. and most would be happy with that. Most would say, I am a model now. I've, I've killed the game. You're a model, and then in, I think it was 2013, you go, I want to learn how to code. Yeah, it's not probably the most linear path, but that's kind of just been my life. Um, I, so yes, I, I started modeling at, at 15 and have had like the most amazing journey through it all right. and I still love my day job. But at a certain point I was really interested in getting back into classes and I was really just fascinated by the tech industry right. and I was so confused about what the rest of the world didn't understand that these tech entrepreneurs did. I, I, like this, this, this code. I right, wanted to right. understand what that was, so I took a coding class, and that just opened my eyes to understanding like that it is a language that can be learned, and that you can build like things that can scale to billions of people. Um, but it starts with learning to code. When you're in that class, I don't yeah. want to stereotype the class, but I don't believe there are many models in that There class. aren't many women. I mean, that's the thing. And that's what right. I really realized, that I wanted to share this learning and this access to learning to code and kind of getting girls excited about learning to right, code. Right, right, right. Um, because it actually is a really creative skill set. And so I, I started Code with Classy, which is my foundation uh, to teach girls to learn how to code and right. become leaders in tech. But you decided to get women into coding, to get young girls into coding, yeah. and now you have this program, Code with Classy, and it's what, girls from the age of 13 so to 18. 13 to 18 right. girls uh, across the country, and this is a big summer for us because we're actually gonna teach a thousand girls to learn how to code in that our camps amazing. across the country. Yeah, so we're gonna be, it's really exciting. We're gonna be in uh, 25 different cities, and we have 50 camps, and we're, we're training teachers, and we, are really excited. So any girls that you know or that are watching who are interested in learning to code, apply to come join our camps. Wait, so, so, so what do people need? They, they just to apply and then they join. Do they need to know about computers? You don't need to know anything. Do you know how to code? No. You should come to our camps. But I'm not a 13-year-old girl. That's okay. Well, so, well, you can come watch the 13-year-olds school. No, you that's you're just trapping me. You just said I must come watch 13-year-olds. I'm not going to watch 13-year-old girls. <laughs> What I do find fascinating is what yeah. you said just a little bit ago. You, you said you're also going to be training teachers. Yeah. That, that seems like something I haven't heard of much before. A lot of kids are learning how to code, but yeah. what is the, t the teacher's aspect of it so, all? So, you know, I think like, 
thinking bigger picture about how to really make impact in this space, how to get more girls in, you know, having access to learning these skills, but also to really create um, bigger impact, investing in teachers and right. training teachers, right. how to learn how to code and right. also how to teach how to code. That's kind of this amazing way to, to kind of scale the impact. Right, right, and right. so that's something where we're focusing on. And teachers are, I mean, they're the unsung heroes of the world. Definitely. And you got, you, I heard about your foundation. Yes. The Trevor I, Noah Foundation. Yeah, but we, we, we're, not, we're not doing code. We will you should up. be doing code. We're going to teach the coding, and then yes. I'll be there, and then I'll bring the kids. I'm not, this is a trap. I'm not going to bring the kids. <laughs> I will, I will get, give the kids access to the coding, yes. and then we will, you know what, yes. sign up. All you guys have to do is sign up. Sign up, up at sign up. Girls ages 13 to 18 have until April 22nd to apply yes. to one of Carly's free two-week summer coding camps. Yes. For more information, go to codewithclassy.com. Carly Class, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.